I have short arms. Ah! You're on a rolling chair. Jack, you can introduce it. Oh, wow. What number is this? <laughs> Just guess. Yeah. This is 47, right? Yeah, right? Ah! Ah! <laughs> you got it! Oh, yeah! Welcome to episode number 47 of Beer and Fear, where... I don't know if I'm allowed to list anything that we're talking about or drinking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just introduce the, the yourself. The be- uh, what? Just introduce yourself. Oh, hey, I'm Jack. <laughs> My name is Paige. My name is Zach. This week we're going to be talking about kelpies. This is Paige's pick. It is my pick. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a page pick. <laughs> it's definitely a page pick. This is definitely a page pick. Uh, I thought, I thought kelpies were like. Like tiny sea creatures? No. Mm-hmm. Like like nematodes? No. That's what I first thought kelpies were, like nematode. plankton. Yeah, you're like, like sea plankton. You're like, what's you're so a, scary about you're those? You're a nematode. <laughs> what's so scary about that's a like, nematode? What's so scary about nematodes? But Everything. no, that's not what kelpies are. Everything. No. Everything. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, um, we've got three people to talk about their weeks, so guest always goes first. Yep. Okay, yeah, my week was... Sh- shite man <laughs> that's why i'm here and i'm excited to be with you guys we're happy you're here yeah i'm sorry you had a bummy week it's all right it wasn't uh it wasn't that bummy in in all reality it was just weird you know mm. work was weird going home was weird naps you're just out of it weird yeah you had some weird just, naps yeah man we had like weird dreams or they just weren't sleeping well no there was a couple where i had like nap dreams but not when i went to sleep um but other than that just kind of like sleeping for you know five minutes and then i'm feeling like i had a three-hour nap you know um, where you feel like you get got hit by a mac truck yes mm. so i don't know never a good time a week like that but like i said got through it and you know onto the weekend that's the good part yep yeah man excellent how about you guys uh my week was good uh as good as it can be um I'm trying to be more optimistic about it mm-hmm. <laughs> i've just been, i've been feeling out of it myself as well i've I just been kind of like Meh. But I'm not. I mean, I'm going. I'm going through some personal issues. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, you're making yourself right at home in your new place. Yes. Unpacking. Getting there. Getting all settled. A few things left to unpack, and I'll be done finally. Mm-hmm. I, then I need to hang out my fucking clothes. Mm-hmm. That's never gonna happen. I'm just gonna live out of trash bags. Hang out my fucking clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, some some car things. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. been freaking ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to try and change your brakes. He's going to be a sexy little mechanic. If I can. Are Bra- you gonna, are brakes you, and rotors. Are you going to roll up your sleeves and stuff? They're already rolled up. No, Do you think more, he's an amateur? More. So I can see up the tries. Shoulders. I, uh... I wasn't done. <laughs> I wasn't done with my week, Zachary. <laughs> I have no, more of my week. No, you're good to go. I don't know. I don't have my... Uh, oh, that was nice. Yeah, I just grabbed my <laughs> fucking script with my toes. <laughs> I don't have my, my phones over there. I can't look at my calendar. Uh, well, you know what it will most likely say? Work. Work. Yeah, I worked. And um, I feel like we did. Oh, we, well, we got breakfast today. We did get breakfast today. That it was, was very fun. delicious. Where did you guys go? Juicio. Juicio. That's right. Yeah. The donut machine wasn't working. What? I know. Have it's you like been the there ice- before? No. Oh, okay. No. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they did free donuts. They do free donuts. Free donuts. And I was like, yeah. Paige, why are they free? And she said, because they're good. <laughs> Oh, of course. <laughs> that makes sense. That adds up perfectly. My logic is flawless. But it was it was delicious. I had a skillet. You had a skillet. Yes. And a really good coffee drink. Oh my god! It was called too. Chunky Monkey. It was like banana and chocolate and like mocha. And I don't even know what yeah, coffee. Bunch of banana. It was a hot coffee. It wasn't an iced coffee. Stop. It was delicious. So yep. That sounds delectable. It was. And then I got like the same thing and, and pancakes. Yeah, like banana banana pecan pancakes. Oh, I was going to say they just turned the drink into pancakes? <laughs> yes, magically. Hot coffee pancakes. <laughs> Actually. Hmm. Coffee-flavored oh. pancakes. 
I think we're uh, on to something. No, I'm not too opposed to that. I'm going to try that. They got I'm, coffee. I will, I will get back to you. They got coffee beer. I don't see why they can't have coffee I'll get back to you pancakes. about coffee pancakes. I'll let keep you know. Me, keep me on the, on the... We'll copyright it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I wanted to talk about um, our friend Max. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We all know Max. Yeah, yes. of course. He listens to the show. That's, yeah. He's awesome. Um, I haven't hey, seen Max. him in a while. Yeah, hey, Max. We hey. Um, haven't... I haven't caught up in a while. We haven't hung out in a while. We used to hang out quite frequently when we used to work together. Um, but he he listened to the podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was talking about Ludington nonstop. Mentioned it like a billion times on the show. Mm-hmm. And he said, he was he asked me if I was describing um, Peter Panland. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, were you talking about Peter Panland? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about, Max? I don't know what that is. And he's like, it's in Ludington. I was like, I've never heard of that. I've been up there... Every year. Oh, wait, this is a thing. He wasn't it's, just going, are you describing Neverland? No. It's a <laughs> okay, legit keep, place. Yeah, it's a going. legit place in Ludington, apparently. And he showed me on a map, and it's a secret trail that you can go out. And mm-hmm. it, uh, it's a giant cliff, and it overlooks Lake Michigan. And you can just see the entire lake. It's beautiful. And he took his handpan out there, and he's playing. Damn. Super cool. And um, the place I was describing is maybe 500 yards like to the east of it. So mm-hmm. we were like pretty pretty oh, close shit. in the yeah. same area. And um, I saved it on my map, so next time I go to Ludington, I'm going to check out Peter Pan Land. Do it, dude. It's weird. I wonder if you'll ever hear Max with his hand pan in the distance and your chakras will start vibrating. Most definitely. And they oh say my he's God. there to yeah. this day. <laughs> he's still playing his hand pan. He's We're going to do it. Uh, so that was really cool. I'll check that out. I'm excited. But uh, that's all I got. Hell yeah. Oh, you uh, brought us a, a nice gift. Oh, yeah. Uh, to celebrate the occasion. Saki. Now, uh, ex- to me. explain the connection. Um, literally just S with stream. That is it. And we all like Saki. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter S. <laughs> S- so I just, it makes sense. We don't S- all like Saki. I've never tried Saki, so I can't tell you if yeah, I like it. This is Paige's first time. Don't tell me what to fucking do. This is Paige's first time trying Saki. And I just happen to have three gorgeous uh, little green crystal sake glasses. Your mom crystal. made them, right? She made them by hand. <laughs> oh crafted these. Don't tell lies. Uh, she had these in her kitchen. She was like, do you want these? So I took them home. Oh, yeah. I've got three of them. Thank you. So what do I do? Do I sip it or do I... You can, yeah, you sip it. It's not mm-hmm. a shot. Okay. Wafted onto the pad. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yum. It smells horrible, but oh, it, it does. Ta- I love the taste. That's so. I love it warm. It smells like dead flowers. Mm-hmm. It Jack warmed it in the microwave, mm-hmm. and like I have never wanted like an alcoholic beverage warm before, but this is like mm-hmm. so pleasant. Yeah, and this is the stuff to do it with too, because I went to Benny's and I was asking the guy all sorts of different stuff about sake, which I. Minutes ago, just called it sake, and when you called it sake, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm uncultured." <laughs> so I asked him, and he said, "Actually, the higher shelf stuff don't don't heat it up. Only do it with the cheaper stuff." Hmm. At a full body tremor, <laughs> sake on my booby. Just so surprised about how it tasted. Tit yeah. sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sake, you can have it warm, you can have it room temp, and you can have it chilled. Mm-hmm. There's cold sake. Actually, on the on the back of the bottle, I was reading the back. It that's uh, Junmai, mm-hmm. Junmai uh, style sake. That's Junmai is best served warm. The only reason I know that is because I read it on the bottle about a half hour ago. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm so not that's excellent. I'm not cultured at all. It's just I read. I can read. Um, I can read. So Junmai sake. You're supposed to have it warmed, and it's delicious. Other types of sake, you have it chilled or at room temp. Oh, it also says on the rocks or in a cocktail. It's excellent. But, yeah. you know, chilled, it's just good. <laughs> they didn't say awful. Nowhere on here did they say, that shit stinks. Chilled, it's just okay. <laughs> it's, have it these ways. But, I mean, if you want to have it, it's going to be taste fine. It's moderate. <laughs> Why does it taste like chocolate chips? What? I don't know. <laughs> did you buy chocolate chip sake? <laughs> Guys. <laughs> it tastes a little chocolate chippy. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Isn't it good? It's good, but I just feel like mm-hmm. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect, perfect thing to just keep on sipping yes. and then just don't stop ever <laughs> and then, until you black out because 
This shit sneaks up on you. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's fifteen percent. Uh, right around my nose. Right about wine. Yeah. Um, Morehouse, when we did his 21st uh, birthday celebration on Sunday, I brought this whole bottle unopened, and he started pouring it in his beer. What? Yeah, I know. Which was surprisingly good, because we had it with sours. Um, I oh, think okay. it was uh, Acid Test. I can't remember the brewery that makes it, but... Hmm. Um, yeah, I can't remember anything about this beer. I apologize, but... Um, yeah, he was pouring it in there. Had, you know, three, four, and then on the fifth one, he was like, was that supposed to hit me like a wall? <laughs> He's so cute, I can't. He was like, that was that was way too much. <laughs> hey, that's I should have had four fewer of those. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that first one that I had? You should have told me to slow down. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't, because it's your 21st. Why Absolutely. would I? Happy and 21st. you're not driving. Yeah, so. Happy 21st, other Jack. Mm-hmm. But sake is not the only thing we're drinking, right, Paige? No. no. So we got a beer today from, well, a brewery <clears throat> that we tried recently already. It's from Pipeworks. Hey, Woo! Pipeworks. We just tried them a couple episodes ago. All right. Quick rundown. Established in Chicago in 2012 by friends with a shared dream of crafting quality and creative beers. They're located at uh, West McLean Avenue in Chicago. The beer is called Ride or Chai. It is a brown ale American. It has no score on Beer Advocate. It's got an ABV of 6.5%. The description of it, uh, oat brown ale with milk sugar, black tea, cinnamon, ginger, cardamom, and, or cardamom, cardamom, and star anise. Enter yeah, baby. Rider Bruh. Chai, a perfectly rounded oat brown ale with aromatic spices and tea. This beer is erogative, evocative. It is? erotic. <laughs> this beer is evocative of the flavors of masala chai. Together, all flavors flow together towards the same delicious destiny. No freaking way. I've never had a beer with erotic humming in the before. You wouldn't know it. She goes to another school. <laughs> a chai, a chai tea brown ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Surprise! <laughs> Woo! It's incredible. Yeah, baby. Uh, now that reminds me. Remember Goose Island? We had their um, uh, county bourbon county brand stout. Bourbon county. I had put the words together in the right order. Bourbon county brand stout. They had the tea one. They made a tea one this year. Mm-hmm. That's what that reminds me of. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it, but. This is interesting. I am pumped. Every black tea beer that I've had is fan-fucking-tastic. I've never had one. What? Yeah, it's my first two. Get ready to get your mind blown. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. I am so excited for this. Oh, yeah. That's for you to try. (gasps) Blackberry Grunt from our last one. You are going to love that. I know. When I... Oh, God. When I heard you guys say Blackberry Cobbler Stout Owl, I was like, in the car, I was like, oh, my God. Ah! Sorry for anybody that just fucking blew their headphones out. So the can has unicorns on it or horses, whatever you want to say. Uh, Well, no, those are unicorns. Yeah, they got horns. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking rider child, like rider die. And if you write. write. It's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think it says anything about what you should pair it with. I am not. This is incredible. I'm excited. I'm going to crack it open. I'm not even joking. When I read oat brown ale, I read it too fast and I thought it said dat brown ale. (laughs) It's dat brown ale. Oh, it smells like tea. Oh my God. Hmm. Get this gum out of my mouth. With milk, sugar, black tea. It smells cinnamon, like milk. Ginger, cardamom. Look at that color. And star anise. Good God. Oh, they're pouring. Wow, that foam really does not stick around. Oh, oh nice pour. Yeah, man. You gotta get that cascade. Very curious. Oh, I can smell the ch- <laughs> <laughs> Mm. It smells very heavily of tea. Yes, it does. And I'm so pumped. Thank you. 
Can you see? If you look at, I don't know if you can. There's a light source there, right? But there are things floating in this beer. Really? Yeah. There are floaty things in the beer, everybody. Is that like tea? Is that actual tea in the beer? Didn't say. It could be. Yeah, there are floaties in this beer. We ready? You want to wait on your phone or? Nah. Oh, we can wait on your phone. I eat it. Okay. Did you want to get a smell? Oh yeah, yeah get it. Get a little whiff. This it smells like a. A milk stout, to me. A little bit, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. You better not have just tasted it. He stirred the foam with his finger and put his finger in his mouth. I know. Well, because well, I did the face oil thing. You're not supposed to taste it. Okay. Bad kid. I was dropped. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, that's unlike anything I've ever tasted before mm-hmm. out of a beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very smooth, not very carbonated, and actually no carbonation whatsoever. It's very easy on the palate, but as soon as it gets on the tongue, it is just mm-hmm. tea. Bang. And I I like that just like tea, it doesn't have a ton of aftertaste to it. It works it's there and then it's gone. It works well with the brown ale mm-hmm. variety of beer. They both kind of meld together in a good way. Brown ale is very toasty and like weedy and malty. And then the tea just kind of like kicks it up a notch, gives it another like a different spin. See, I don't like malt. So the tea in this, I like a lot. I think mm. that's very creative and very delicious. But overall, just like makes me think of an ashtray. That does? In the, with the maltiness it does. Mm. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, how dare you? But it makes sense. I mean, it's apt. This is so unique. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I could drink a lot of this. You can have my other can. No. I don't want to. I do want to, but... (laughs) This is a gospel that needs to be shared with the masses. Very interesting. It's it's still... It smells stoutish to me, and it still tastes very stoutish. Mm -hmm. It tastes very close to a stout, but not quite a stout. It's not as... Not as malty, not as bitter... As a stout, I suppose. Not as uh, thick, like mouthfeel. Very, very similar to a stout, though. Yeah, the I mean, the mouthfeel definitely is more ale-ish. Mm-hmm. But everything else is pointing to stout. Very much. Masterful. Good pick. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic pick. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. You, you had foresight on this. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you knew long ago. What was it, like a month and a half ago? You were like, <laughs> hey, get ready. It's like, Jack's going to like this. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm going to go buy this when I'm driving back. You can't have cobbler sour ale, too. that one. Huh? You can have my extra one. Yeah, take the fourth one. I think fourth beer should go to the guest if there's a four-pack. New rule. Either that or I was just going to give it to Allison, but I don't think Allison would like this. Mm. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'll take it if he insists. Go for it. Oh, my God. Thank you. Good God. That, uh, That sour, though. It's, it's going to blow you away. It sounded spanking when mm. you guys were describing it, too. I was kind of living vicariously. That's the word, right? Yes. Vicariously. Vicariously. Yeah. I was living vicariously through your descriptions. Man, this I was is living vicariously through your descriptions. I know. I've said that before. That's why I always have to clarify. Like, <coughs> vicariously. Um, vicariously. Living through your descriptions about this beer. It's very easy to drink, and... Uh, even though I'm not like 100% on it because it's so malty, I mm-hmm. am still enjoying it. I don't think I could finish it just because the similarity to stout is, you know, something I'm, I'm not a huge stout fan. Mm-hmm. I think stouts are a lot. Stouts are a lot. I'm almost done. I'm it's glad still, you guys like it. Yeah. We should rate it. I have about like two and a half pages and yeah. some photos. Let me pull my photos. Oh, yeah. Where are the photos going to show up there? I feel like it would be too hard. I'll, show my, I'll turn my laptop around. Oh, okay. Okay. I just didn't know what the... The photos will be available on the website, on the episodes page. Episode 47, go on the website, and the photos that we look at are all going to be there. It's pretty great. So, a Kelpie, or water Kelpie, is a shape-shifting spirit inhabiting lakes in Scottish... That wasn't Scottish. That was not Scottish. I can't... Uh, you're gonna. Jack's gonna do accents because I can't. It's a Celtic legend. However, other depictions exist in other cultures. The etymology of the Scots word Kelpie is uncertain. 
but it may be derived from the Gaelic Kelpa or Kelpich. Kelpich? Kelpich? God. Meaning heifer or colt. The first recorded use of the term to describe a mythological creature then spelled Kelpie. <laughs> Kelpie. Kelpie. K A E L P I E. Kelpie. Kelpie. Appears in the manuscript of an ode by William Collins, composed sometime before 1759, and reproduced in the Transactions of the Royal Society of Edinburgh of 1788. <laughs> oh my god, this is not going to be an XN episode. According to Derek Gath Whitley, the association with horses may have its roots in horse sacrifices performed in ancient Scandinavia. Jesus. Horse sacrifices? Oh boy. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Stories of malevolent water spirits served the practical purpose of keeping children away from perilous areas of water and of warning adolescent women to be wary of attractive young strangers. Well, The stories were also used to enforce moral standards, as they implied that the creatures took retribution for bad behavior carried out on Sundays. I don't know why on Sunday, but... Do not suck dick on the Lord's day or the kilpies will get you. That's what my mom used to tell me. (laughs) The intervention of demons and spirits was probably a way to rationalize the drowning of children and adults who had accidentally fallen into deep, fast-flowing or turbulent water. Historian and symbologist Charles Milton Smith has hypothesized that the Kelpie myth might originate with the water spouts that can form over the surface of Scottish... Fuck! I'm not even going to try anymore. (laughs) I'm just ashamed at this point. (laughs) Scottish locks. uh, Giving the impression of a living form as they move across the water. The Kelpie is the most common water spirit in Scottish folklore, and the name is attributed to several different forms and narratives recorded throughout the country. Commentators have disagreed over the Kelpie's aquatic habitat. Some folklorists define Kelpies as spirits living beside rivers, as distinguished from the Celtic lakeside-dwelling water horse. Mm. Two different things. This distinction is not universally applied, however. Some claim that the Kelpie's range may extend to locks. Macalops Dictionary reconciles a discrepancy, stating that the Kelpie was initially thought to inhabit streams and later any body of water. Mm -hmm. These discrepancies are said to be due to certain descriptions and tales and folklore being lost in translation. Does this include puddles? That's a good question. I'm just imagining like a little Kelpie the size of a seahorse just guarding a puddle. I didn't cover the puddle Kelpies in my section. I unnamed. Puddle Kelpies? (laughs) Yeah. But these tales, uh, folklore, people, you know, they get translated mm-hmm. and then there are different words for Kelpie and they get translated wrong and they each mean different things. So that's why people think they do live in water. They don't live in water. Some live in puddles, etc. Others associate the term Kelpie with a wide variety of legendary creatures. Counterparts in some regions of Scotland include the Shupalti and Nuggle of Shetland and the Tangy of Orkney. Of Orkney. In other parts of the United Kingdom, they include the Welsh Kefeldwer and the Manx Kabelushti. Oh, you were killing that, actually. Parallels to the uh, general Germanic Neck and the Scandinavian Backhast have also been observed. Bless you. Nick Middleton observes that the Kelpie of Scottish folklore is a direct parallel of the Backhastin of Scandinavian folklore. Okay. Backhastin. That's a chair at Ikea, in case you're wondering. (laughs) I just got that the other day. Yeah, the The Wiwin of Central America and the Australian Bunyip. <laughs> I feel like all of these names were just... Like someone just mashed a keyboard. Like a five-year-old yeah. just mashed a typewriter and that's that's what they named these someone things. was about to say Bunyans and then someone went, Yep! Bunyip. Uh, it's all out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Are seen as similar creatures in other parts of the world. The Kelpie is usually dis- descripted... Described? I put depicted and described in the same word. There you go. As a powerful and beautiful black horse inhabiting the deep pools of rivers and streams of Scotland preying on humans it encounters. Mm-hmm. Again, I thought it was tadpoles. I didn't nah, know it was freaking water horses. One of the water kelpie's common identifying characteristics is that its hooves are reversed as compared to those of a normal horse. The creature's nature was described by Walter Greger, a folklorist and one of the first members of the Folklore Society, as useful, hurtful, or seeking human companionship. Mm. Oh, so it just wants a friend. Yeah, just jump on its back real quick. Why can't the water steed just Uh, have a friend? What? I think that's apt. 
In some cases, Kelpies take their victims into the water, devour them, and throw the entrails to the water's edge. Ooh. In its equine form, equine, equine? I say equine. Equine? Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. The Kelpie is able to extend the length of its back to carry many riders together into the depths. So it can kill more equine. than one. I don't know. Do you think it'll happen tonight to us? Yes. In this... Don't. Don't go walk in your puddles. <laughs> Fun fact, offspring resulting from a mating between a Kelpie and normal horse were impossible to drown. A mating <laughs> between a Kelpie and a normal horse were impossible to drown. Offspring between those two. And could be recognized by their shorter than normal ears, a characteristic shared by the mythical water bull or tarb usij in Scottish Gaelic. Similar to, similar to the Manx taru ushti. You're killing these, man. Yeah, blown away right now. What would you do if Paige was able to perfectly pronounce these, like, in Welsh, Scandinavian, Scottish, and Gaelic I mean, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm I'm already doing that. I'm I'm covering my bases. What are you talking about? Never mind. He's saying, what if I learned from you? You're right. You're right. Zach, you're right. And I'm sorry. Here's a depiction artist rendition of a Kelpie. I can't see shit. Nice. Oh, my God. I'm going to look at this pretending that I didn't put that on my uh, projector last night and projected it onto my wall for eight hours so I could commit it to memory. Oh, my God. The hooves aren't reversed. Um, and then this is another one. A little more a little more dark and, dark and sinister looking. Ooh, I like that one. It's in a swamp. It's cool. looks very fey. It's in a swamp. You know yes. what else has a swamp that's, that's Scottish? Donkey from Shrek before his rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kelpies have the ability to transform themselves into non-equine forms and can take on the outward appearance of human figures Mm -hmm. in which guise they may betray themselves by the presence of water weeds in their hair. Quick story, Gregor, described a Kelpie adopting the guise of a wizened old man, continually muttering to himself while sitting on a bridge stitching a pair of trousers. Believing it to be a Kelpie, a passing local struck it on the head, causing it to revert back to its equine form and scamper back to its lair in a nearby pond. Not a puddle. Not a bottle. Not a bottle. Next time you see an old man muttering to himself, just strike him on the head. Make him. Hey, does he have to be making pants or just muttering? Uh, I think the pants is optional as long as he's muttering. Kelpies don't need pants. Just want to make sure we're not sponsoring beating old homeless men. That's a good point. That makes me think of those posts that it's like if an animal wore pants, how would they wear them? (laughs) Just like, how would a horse wear pants? On all four legs? See, these are the important questions that we need to be asking on this podcast. That's a good question. Other accounts describe the Kelpie when appearing in human form as a rough, shaggy man who leaps behind a solitary rider, gripping and crushing him, or as tearing apart and devouring humans. Jeez. Traditionally, Kelpies in their human form are male. One of the few stories describing the creature in female form is set at Conan House in Ross and Cromarty. Yeah, I know that Cromarty. Place. Go there all the time. It tells of a tall woman dressed in green, with a withered, meager countenance, ever distorted by a malignant scowl, who overpowered and drowned a man and a boy after she jumped out of a stream. The arrival of Christianity in Scotland in the 6th century resulted in some folk stories and beliefs being recorded by scribes, usually Christian monks, instead of being perpetuated by word of mouth. Some accounts state that the Kelpie retains its hooves even in human form, leading to its association with the Christian notion of Satan. Hmm. Oh, interesting. When a Kelpie appeared in its equine persona without any tack, you know what tack mm. is? Mm. It's like the horse equipment. Mm. Oh, okay. On the, on the bag stuff. Yeah. Could be captured uh, using a halter. That's like the straps on their yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Stamped with the sign of a cross. And its strength could then be harnessed in tasks such as the transportation of heavy millstones. Some Kelpies were said to be equipped with a bridle and sometimes a saddle and appeared invitingly ready to ride, but if mounted, they would run off and drown the riders. If the Kelpie was already wearing a bridle, exorcism might be achieved by removing it. A bridle taken from a Kelpie was endowed with magical properties, and if brandished towards someone, was able to transform that person into a horse or pony. As we all dream. I wanted to be a pony when I grew up. Just as with cinematic werewolves, a Kelpie can be killed by being shot with a silver bullet, after which it is seen to consist of nothing more than turf and a soft mass like jellyfish, according to an account published by Spence. Just some guy named Spence. Thanks, Spence. Spence sounds like a guy that owns a skateboard shop. (laughs) 
Thanks, Spence. You're welcome, dude. Victorian artist Thomas Millie Dow sketched the Kelpie in 1895 as a melancholy, dark-haired maiden balanced on a rock, a common depiction for artists of the period. This is a painting. Look how melancholy she is. Or the sketch. With the parting of the hair, it looks like she wants to murder me. Not melancholy. Oh, much like the beer, erotic and melancholic. (laughs) Other depictions show Kelpies as poolside maidens, as in Draper's 1913 oil on canvas. What a babe. Ooh, dang. Dang. Those rocks are well done. I mean, she's, she's pretty. This painting, yeah. Those but rocks. The rocks. Though. Those rocks, though. She's a horse, so. True. <clears throat> Folklorist Nicola, Bra- uh, Nicola Baun has suggested that painters such as Millie Dow and Draper deliberately ignored earlier accounts of the Kelpie and reinvented it by alter- altering its sex and nature. Mm. Uh, and just finishing up, uh, two 100-foot steel sculptures in Falkirk on the 4th and Clyde Canal named the Kelpies borrow the name of the mythical creature to associate with the strength and endurance of the horse. Designed by sculptor Andy Scott, they were built as monuments to Scotland's horse-powered industrial heritage, and construction was completed in October 2013, and the sculptures were opened for public access from April 2014. These, these, are, are, sick. these are pretty crazy. I've seen them. Ginormous. Have you seen them at night? I have not. What? Oh, they look neat. Daytime? Uh, at night. <laughs> I like them at night. And they, they do light them up uh, different colors for, like, different mm-hmm. times of the year. So, they're crazy. I want to see know. them in person one day. We will. I think that'd be incredible. You have to manifest. Mm-hmm. That's my section. That is amazing. Yeah? You want yeah. some stories? Yeah, let mommy. I got some stories, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I'm going to tell this first story that... Um, is a little bit more just, uh, you know, it's got a little bit more dialogue and it talks about the uh, eroticism of the horse, how it sneaks in and almost seduces their uh, their uh, their prey, you know, into coming into the water. And then they kill him. All right. <laughs> okay, lay it on me. So many years ago, a family were farming the land to the north of a thin, long lock. They knew about the beasts of the lockside and were not surprised when one of their cattle gave birth to a huge black calf with red-rimmed nostrils and a fiery temper. Because sometimes the fairy bulls would get amongst the crafters' crafters' cows and their fairy blood was welcome in the herds. So I don't know if that just made them stronger in this story, you know, so they were like, okay, Fairy blood? fairy blood yeah it's like steroids but for cattle (laughs) but this this fairy bull calf band name very much so was wilder than most bigger faster growing and with a rare bad temper so the crofter locked him in a pen tried to tame him but all he did was eat and grow and bellow sounds like me (laughs) one day the crofter's daughter was walking along the lock And she was, as always, wary of the saddled horses. But she wasn't concerned when a young man stepped out in front of her. He was dressed in fine blue clothes and had long, wild, blonde hair and a very charming smile. Would you do me a favor, young lady? (laughs) You hate this, don't you? Go on! I'll do it as Shrek if you keep reacting like that. Okay, I won't react at all now. I love it. I want more. Of course, sir. Mrs. Doubtfire. Would you lend me a comb? (laughs) She had a comb in her apron pocket, so she handed it to him, and he began to get the tangles out of his hair. But he was struggling with the hair at the back of his head, and he raised his eyebrows at her and grinned, Would you mind? (laughs) So she sat on the... (laughs) Would you mind? (laughs) So she sat on the ground and he lay his head in her lap and she began to tease and tug at the knots in his hair. His hair was a little damp, which was odd, as there had been no rain since yesterday. But even odder 
Otter. I like those animals. Sorry, I'm <laughs> getting distracted. There was a water weed. Stringy lumps of green stems and leaves wound into his hair. That's why it was so hard to come out. Mm-hmm. Water weed and damp hair. The girl's combing, fe- combing fingers slowed. And this wasn't a handsome young man. This must be a beast from the lock. Must be. Changed not into a horse, but into a man to try to trick unwary locals into the waves. Her fingers began to move again, but this time she hummed as she combed lullabies and love songs until the man dozed off. She untied her apron, leaving his head upon it as she stood up carefully. So she started to run for home. Smart girl. But she heard the roar of rage behind her. Then she heard the sound she had dreaded. Not feet running out after her, but can you guess? Uh, I'm going to say like a like pack like, of pelicans. Maybe like chains. No, that was anticlimactic. Hooves! Oh no, not hooves! 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 <laughs> she would never make it all the way back to the croft. Not chased by a four... <laughs> Wait, that doesn't make sense. Not chased by a four-legged water horse, because that's what she was. She was chased by a four-legged water horse. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Then she realized she was running past the pen of the fairy bowl. She used the comb to flick and latch up, and she kicked the pen open, and she took cover behind the gate as the angry black fairy bull stormed out right into the path of the white water horse. The bull bellowed, the horse screamed and they bit and they kicked and they reared and the Kelpie forgot all about the girl who ran home as fast as she could. The noise of the fight fading behind her. As she reached the door of the croft, she looked around. The bull and the horse, a whirling battle of white mane and black horns, had forced each other all the way to the lockside. Suddenly the hooves slipped and slid and the Beasts vanished beneath the waves, and neither of them have been seen since. Spooky. Yeah, but it's probably still wise, even after all these years later, not to let the kids play out of sight on the lock side. I wouldn't fuck with the lock. Don't. Don't fuck with the lock. Did you like it? That was very interesting. I'm scared. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to comb anyone's hair ever again. No, Good idea. especially sing them songs. And I know Wait. how much you love doing that. True. He did it to me last week. I believe it. What songs would you sing if you were that girl? To the Kelpie? Yeah. Um, anything from the Tarzan soundtrack. It's a piece of cake and cake. <laughs> that is why we're friends. <laughs> if the way is hazy, gotta do the cricket by the book. And sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, don't let your kids play by the lock. It's not just not cool. It's not, not a good idea. It's as the kids say, not good vibes, bro. Oh, okay, that is what the kids say. It is not lit to let your kids not, not lit. lit, fam. Oh no. boy. <laughs> wow. Paige wants to leave. I just want to excuse myself. <laughs> so the next story that we have has to do a little bit more because I thought it was interesting. I didn't get. As far as I did, as far as talking about the, like, stuff getting stuck in his hair, like mm. they were talking about, like, that's the way you can tell that it was a Kelpie. Right. Um, this one has to do with something else that you were talking about as far as them being, um, like, tamed. So I think this was interesting. So this one is about St. Vigian's Kelpie. The folklore of the Kelpie tells one way that this water spirit can be tamed. And this is by capturing its bridle, if you are brave enough to get so close. It is believed that if a person is capable of handling Kelpie's bridle, then the spirit has no choice but to submit to its master. It is believed that in the 18th century that the Church of St. Vigians was built by stones that had been carried by a water Kelpie who had been tamed and put to labor. Residents of the town also believed that the structure was supported by two large iron bars that held it above a lock underneath uh, the 40-foot mound that the church sat upon. It was in this lock that they believed that the water kelpie resided. On escaping its labors, the kelpie is said to have harbored 
resentment against its captors and placed a curse upon the building. For a long time, between 1699 and 1736, so whole 37 years, the actual parish refused to give the Lord's Supper through the fear of the curse. Hmm. And the curse, it was said, would lead the church to crumble with the congregation inside into the lock below. That's spooky. Yeah. So people from 1699 to 1736 seriously believed that this water horse was going to drag them and their praying asses into the water. I wonder if there's still people today who are afraid of their lives. Of Kelpies? Yeah. I bet you. Who like live near locks. I'm kind of scared. I mean, after hearing your stories. Yeah. And I, I don't live by a lock, but I mean. You live by a couple puddles, probably. Probably. And I mean, like, that's just scary. I mean, if uh, if one just like walked up to me and you know like offered me to comb its hair and I said sure and then I started combing its hair like I would mm-hmm. uh, normally and I saw like some seaweed stuff and then I was like whoa this is weird and then I sang a lullaby and I started walking away and then all of a sudden it turned into a horse started charging at me I'd probably be pretty scared yeah yeah I mean it's valid it's a valid complaint yeah true mm-hmm. there are kelpies who steal children. But also Kelpies steal who steal husbands and wives. What? Or fishermen or masons to help build their chimneys. There are Kelpies who transform into handsome young men, but also Kelpies who become old women. Why do the men have to be handsome? I don't know why. Yeah. Would you say the old women would be hags, per se? I would say they'd be hags. Hags. A common uh, Scottish folklore tale is that of the Kelpie and the ten children. Having lured nine children onto its back, it chases after the tenth. The child strokes its nose and his finger becomes stuck fast. He manages to cut off his finger and escapes. The other nine children are dragged into the water and never seen again. Uh, nine? It stroked its nose, like, and then its finger got stuck, like, in its nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, that's a sticky buggy. (laughs) That's a sticky buggy. (laughs) Oh, no. However, there are some stories of Kelpies helping. A even helpful Kelpie. A helpful Kelpie. Even though they are usually considered evil, there is a story from the Isle of Barra in the Outer Hebrides. Hebrides? Hebrides? Um, there is a lonely Kelpie that was looking for love and so shapeshifted into a handsome man to help win the heart of a woman who he wanted to take as his wife. He was recognized as a Kelpie and she removed his necklace, his bridle, in human form, while he slept, causing him to revert to his original horse form. She then takes him to her father's farm where he is forced to work for over a year before taking him to see a wise man who tells her to give him the necklace back. Now back is the human she first met. The old man asks him if he'd rather be a Kelpie or stay as a mortal. He turns and asks the woman who essentially enslaved him if she'd be his wife if he stayed a man, to which she said, he said yes, and they got married. Aww. Oh, that's kind of hot. I don't hot. know if I'd want to be married to somebody who enslaved me. Well, it's like uh, the Kelpie version of Shrek. Exactly. I guess. If, if uh, the princess enslaved Shrek... True. Or the other way around. I don't know. The full story for the children mm-hmm. is uh, a group of children were playing on the water's edge at Loch Ness. As the water began to ripple and foam nearby, they glanced over to see a beautiful black horse trotting over to them from the water. Excited to see such a beautiful horse, the children stroked and circled it. Getting on its back, the children attempted to ride their new friend. However, one child remained on the ground next to the horse. He looked up and reached to the creature's neck to stroke him. As he did so, his hand became stuck to the horse's neck. Becoming terrified, the boy tried with all his strength to remove his hand from the horse's neck, but he was completely stuck. As the horse started to pull him with the children on its back into the lock, the boy decided that he must cut his hand off to escape. In doing so, the horse returned to the water, taking the children on its back with it. In freeing himself, the boy ran to seek help, sorting out his severed hand and trying to get to the other children. Waiting at the water's edge for days, the boy was determined to find any signs of his friends. However, the children were never seen again. Damn. Couple questions. Yeah. 
Uh, one, how did this boy sever his hand? He just sawed it with his other hand. You know they say if you try hard enough, you can actually bite your fingers off? It takes a lot of just mental willpower. Well, your brain stops yourself. Yeah. So I'm saying he's, you know, the adrenaline of being attacked by a water horse. He just full handed is Biting your entire hand off. That's what yeah? I'm saying. Okay. I mean, even if, like, he had a knife, that's like, you know, there's bone there. Two, there, you said there's ten kids? Mm-hmm. What... What kind of kid is walking around with nine other friends? How do you have nine friends? Yeah, okay, that's just like because a you had a lonely childhood. <laughs> I don't have nine friends at once ever. I don't know. Kids travel in packs. Of ten? Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's a whole quaffle of children. Yeah. <laughs> that's a birthday party, Kelpie style. Yeah, it's like it, that's what it reminded me of. It's like some like they went to Chuck E. Cheese and then afterwards they just went down to lock. To a lock nearby and yeah, man. saw Kelpie. They had too much pizza. They had to walk it off by the lock. <laughs> Good times. Mm-hmm. Good times by the lock. Just hanging out with a horse. <sighs> I think the freaky part to me, I know it wasn't in any of those stories, but I remember it was in the Wikipedia things. It has a thing for like leaving people's entrails. Mm-hmm. Places. Just like. I'll take all of this except the large and small intestine. <laughs> Those will stay here. I don't want that shit. Mm-hmm. There's also a thing that says that if you, I know you said silver bullet, um, but because they're technically considered fairies or fae, mm-hmm. iron really? is supposed oh. to be something that can harm them. Just iron in any form? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like an iron ingot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that's that's uh, maybe something else that got lost in translation, where it's like iron, silver, silver bullet. Maybe it was just iron. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. What did you think of the beer? Uh, fantastic pick. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling when you said that to me, that it was going to be fucking fantastic. And the more I drink it, the more I like it. The mouthfeel, like you said, is along more of those, that ale feel, but it's got the taste of a stout, you know, which I don't know. Maybe, maybe I grew attached to that ashtray kind of taste because honestly, I get it. I think that's somewhat apt, but it's not, it's not the most focused thing in the, in the Mm -hmm. taste for me. How did you like the beer page? Um, I didn't, I, for it being... (laughs) You okay? Um, I didn't. <laughs> okay. That's it. I didn't. I didn't think of the beer. Um, I'm trying to put into to words what I'm thinking. How do you describe this? For it being the first time I've ever had beer mixed with tea, uh, I'm not disappointed. But I think that overall the flavor, I can't keep sipping it. Like I can't keep drinking it because mm-hmm. it just becomes uh, too much. It's not a flavor that I'm like constantly like I want more of this. And that's again how I feel about stouts. And that's again this gives me the stout feels. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so it's harder for me to be like, yeah, let me finish this whole thing. It's just it's as I say about everything that's like a stout is a lot. Mm-hmm. What about C- you, Zachary? Because soda doesn't seem to like the smell very much. Mm-mm. But um, how's the mouth feel, Casota? <laughs> Oat brown ale with milk, sugar, black tea, cinnamon, ginger, car- cardamom, and star anise. Uh, I could not tell you what cardamom and star anise taste like. I thought star anise was a flower. I think, I think cardamom is another spice that's supposed to be used in sweets because I made some mango muffins last week and it called for that but i couldn't there's like it. cardamom pods yeah that's how you would buy it at the store i think and then star anise is another type of another type of spice um ginger i sure i feel like ginger is more of like a balancing taste you can't really taste it it's, it's with the cinnamon I, the cinnamon kind of eludes uh, me a little bit but definitely uh brown ale Milk, sugar, and black tea. Like, putting all those three together, that's exactly what this tastes like. Mm-hmm. Um, I still got floaties here. There's mm-hmm. a lot at the bottom. I don't know if that's, like, actual tea. I don't know. 
but it's maybe it's the spices. <laughs> it's the star anise. It's interesting. It's it's unique. It's different. I enjoy it, but I, I see where you're coming from. There's other beers mm-hmm. that I could keep sipping. I could have multiple cans of or bottles of or glasses of. I'm not upset that I tried it. Yes. I'm glad that I oh, finally yeah. experienced uh, tea mixed with beer. It's. I imagine that, you know, if I try like a green tea beer, I'll probably like that a little bit differently. Oh, yeah. You were saying stuff about those, too. I would mm-hmm. like, like to try one of those. Mm-hmm. There was one that I particularly liked. Um, I think it was from this place in Kenosha. It was just a black tea brew. Mm. Um, and it wasn't as stouty. It was a little bit more straight black tea, and um, it was good to sip with really any meal that you could be having. It's definitely something you want to have while you're eating because it's kind of plain. Um, but it's it's pretty good. I, I really like the label. Honestly, was the thing that caught my attention. Mm. I was like, it's usually oh, black what does tea it? beer? Yep. Yeah. But hmm. yeah, overall, this is. I mean, this is something that I could. I could keep going on for days. I think that's where I differ. But oh. I think it's just a matter of taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. personal preference. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's a good pick, though, for, for the episode. Fantastic. Good tie-in. And I'm glad I got to try, finally, a tea beer. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties we had during the episode, a video version of this podcast will not be available. We will try to do better. <laughs> going forward. <laughs> we'll but, try to figure uh, it out. Hopefully, the audio version doesn't have too many hiccups in it. Hopefully, I, you know, pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, beerandfearcast dot com is our website where you can listen uh, to all of our episodes. Uh, first, every Wednesday at twelve p.m. Central Time, we're still available on all popular podcast platforms: um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. You know. Check out our YouTube. We have the video versions of our podcast, like, you know, the audio with the there's smoke now. It's mm-hmm. cool. Oh! <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then all the all the pictures that we talked about in the show, too, will be available on that ep- episode page on our website. Check it out. Good stuff. Yeah, laser sounds. at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, the email. Send us an email, beerandfearcast at gmail.com, or our uh, contact form on our About page on our website beerandfearcast.com slash about and then you can fill out your message have a good day what an episode oh boy that was a wild ride indeed like riding on the back of a (laughs) kelpie